You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 27th of July, 2021. This week, Paul talks to writer, producer and all-round auteur Henry Normal. He talks about his In Conversation series for Flapjack Press with other poets, writing and producing for television, and he reads a piece of his own poetry. 104.7 Good morning, one and all. If you are just joining us, welcome to the Waffle Hour. It's where we speak to writers, directors, actors and poets of all shapes and sizes uh, and from all over the world, it turns out. But today we've got somebody who, quite frankly, uh, I, there's, not a, there's not a way I can, I can describe this gentleman's career without going into too much of a, of, of a massive CV. He's a poet, he's a writer, he's a TV and film producer, he's the founder of the Manchester Poetry Festival and he's joining me on Zoom this morning. Good morning. Morning, Henry Normal. How are you doing? Morning, Paul. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm doing all right, thanks. It's uh, and you're joining me for down in Brighton this morning, aren't you? I, I am on the uh, the southern coast. Yeah, that, that's how far your reach is these we're, days. Oh, oh, we're, we're truly international. I had, I had, we, had, we had somebody emailing from Germany yesterday morning uh, on, on breakfast. It was uh, it, you know we, we seem to get out there. The joys of the internet can connect everybody now. Do you know, I think during the COVID, uh, um, radio is one of the things that's keeping us sane. Mm. It's because we, 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 that, that personal connection is something that we, we all need. And there's a lot of people out there that uh, they can't physically get out. So uh, thank you for your... Uh, missionary work <laughs> well i was going to say there's there's some mornings when i come in at half, half six in the morning to do the breakfast show uh, that it that it feels like a a, a, a mission <laughs> just just to get me into the studio and get me working again um it's an absolute delight to talk to you now obviously we're, we're going to talk about your career in 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 a great amount of detail hopefully or as much as we can pack into half an hour um but uh, one of the reasons that, that we're talking to one another is uh, although you're down in brighton you've got a massive connection with manchester particularly with uh, the manchester poet poetry scene uh, and you're, you're working on this uh, amazing selection of uh, interviews that you're doing in conversation with uh, a selection of poets that are working in the Manchester area particularly those with Flapjack Press who we've spoken to uh, before um, do you want to tell us about the In Conversation With series and how it's working? Of course yes yes now I, I lived in uh, Manchester during the 80s and 90s mm. uh, which was a, a wild old time and uh, and I loved being in, in the Manchester Library, the Central Library. Is, mm. I mean, it's it's one of the most gorgeous buildings in the world. It is a grand um, old place. But I, yeah, it is. Uh, but I actually started as a teenager. Uh, see, I, I, I brought up on a council estate, and actually calling yourself a poet was is quite a difficult thing mm. uh, when there's skinheads uh, <laughs> all around during Grebos and everything. And it wasn't until I went to the Central Library in Nottingham uh, to a writers' group that I felt uh, empowered. Mm. Uh, and so I've always been um, uh, an evangelist for, for the libraries. And uh, I, I did a, a series for the Nottinghamshire Libraries recently of uh, talking to 10 local poets. Mm. And the Manchester Library said, would I do a similar thing uh, because of the connection for mm. um, for the Manchester Libraries? Uh, sort of the greater Manchester Libraries, this is. Yeah. And so I'm doing eight uh, Zooms. Mm. And uh, um, Zoom's uh, quite a weird word, isn't it? I always think of the ice lolly when I think of Zoom. Uh, see, I go for uh, Fat Larry's uh, band because of the musical connection. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's, yeah. it's taken on a whole new meaning now, hasn't it? To Zoom That's something, right. I mean, we've it, it. 
uh, as a child, I, I would have eaten eight Zooms. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm doing they're, they're once a week. They're, they're on a Wednesday lunchtime. Um, so uh, sort of uh, Wednesday at noon. And, uh, and really, they're, they're people that are connected with um, Manchester and the Northwest. And uh, they're all people who've got books out on Flapjack Press. So they've organised it all. And uh, it's great because, I mean, similar to, to this, we can have a chat uh, we read some poems and we answer questions from the audience as well, um, which is great. So, um, you know, if uh, if you like the, the poets involved, I can give you a, a little list. Uh, Jerry Potter I've done already mm-hmm. and, and Genevieve L. Walsh I did yesterday. So, uh, Thick Richard, Anna Percy, Tony Curry, Dominic Berry, Rose Condo and Paul Cookson. Now, if you if you say if you want to interact with them, we you know we, we have a chat facility and you can you can ask questions and uh, like like with ourselves, it's it's quite nice to uh, you know sometimes you hear people do a poem, mm. but to actually hear some of the reasoning behind it and to you know to get to know the poet themselves. It, it is, and and some of those poets that you've just been speaking of, we've we've had, had as guests on the Waffle Hour before. I think Dominic Berry, Rose Condo, Tony Curry's been on just a few weeks back. Thick Richard came on, uh, and uh, and he and he was very very good because Thick Richard's poetry is uh, a, a, a little bit acerbic in places and occasionally a bit sweary, but he was very good at, 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 at keeping himself in a radio was friendly. He, he, it was pre watershed, uh, Thick Richard was he? Absolutely, he was a very well behaved man that day. Uh, but uh, it's it's such a, a diverse range of poets you've got there as well, all with different stories and, and very different styles as well. I've noticed that uh, that, that that have come together. So you, uh, I think it's it's, it's lovely the way that you're going to kind of get under the skin of the poets a little bit i i think as well because it's two poets talking mm. uh, um, you can get past the obvious questions you know because very often i mean you're you're not doing it i'm i'm, I'm glad to say it's <laughs> really uh, upper end of the food chain uh, um, but sometimes people will say you know um the most obvious questions uh, is poetry dead yeah you know as, as though poetry is one thing yeah and uh, you'll see from from the eight poets I've got there that they're very eight very different styles, and mm. uh, and so we, we you know we can get to talk about the individuals and and uh, and how they express themselves, and uh, I, I love that because I, I, to me each person's a new world. And so I, I get to explore eight new worlds. It is. I mean, just yesterday you were talking to Genevieve Walsh, which is very much she's got a kind of rock and roll persona about her in terms of her poetry and music flows throughout her work. And you've got you've got Dominic Berry, where you might be talking about, you know, you may be speaking to Dommy B that day, the, the kids poet, or you may be speaking to Dominic Berry, the, the, the adult poet. Well, you know, you've got... Funny, so- funny. Yeah, funnily enough, with with Genevieve, uh, uh, she's uh, she's only recently had a daughter. Mm. So, uh, um, as you say, it's very rock and roll. But of course, rock and roll mom now. Yes. <laughs> so she's... you know that changes you a bit, doesn't it? She uh, did. Uh, I, I think yesterday I was following her Facebook feed. She said, I, "I think it was just before she was due to come on with you." She said, "I think she was referring to her baby brain, saying, just got to remember, I don't need perfume for the Zoom call.' Uh, it's." Uh... <laughs> There's there's all sorts of things that it's uh, and she, she's she's fascinating. She actually opened uh, Waffle as a a, a spoken word uh, version of itself uh, that's based in Ramsbottom. She was actually the first person to uh, she was our opening headliner act uh, when we launched Waffle the, the live event. So uh, she's she's somebody that we know very well here in the Rossendale Valley. All right, uh, brilliant. Yeah, no, uh, and I say it's really it's really nice to you can get you can get stuck in your especially with COVID you get stuck in your own rut, can't you? Yeah. So to actually. Uh, um, uh, go on an adventure uh, and uh, and uh, you know put yourself into somebody else's world um i i think it's glorious i think i think all communication 
uh, is is glorious. I mean, sometimes you need a little rest. Hmm. You know, uh, you've got some music going on. That's always good. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you can have a while you listen to music. I mean, it's communication, but you 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 sort of it, it's in a different way. Um, poetry is very condensed, hmm. so we tend to get through about eight poems. We do an hour. Yeah, we get through about eight poems, but I think that's enough. You can only move people uh, so many times within an hour, otherwise they'll be uh, topping themselves. A little bit. (laughs) It is changing. It's about the length, isn't it? Spoken word shows are generally about an hour. It's like Edinburgh kind of fits very nicely for spoken word, doesn't it? Because everything's in an hour-long slot. Um, It does. Uh, I mean, it's a strange thing that we're communicating in all sorts of different ways. So, um, like with music, you Mm. know, uh, there's light things and there's heavy things and, you know, there's uh, humour and there's uh, um, you know uh, serious intent hmm. uh, so uh, you know th- there's a big mixture it's, it's uh, you know um, what I like to call a you know a, a salad or a, <laughs> a mixed grill okay. uh, um, and uh, so it's lots of different things but I, I think uh, to concentrate on the words uh, an hour's probably uh, enough indeed I, I wouldn't necessarily go with the mixed grill so much there's a growing number of vegan poets out there uh, but uh, what, what, we're going to um, just come to your first music choice if that's all right henry because we've got so much i need to talk to you about uh now you've you've introduced me to uh i love it when people introduce me to music and open my eyes a little bit uh, and my ears particularly uh we've gone for i am clute uh which uh, of course you know very much a, a connection to to this area but uh, why northern skies well, I, I love all of I Am Clue. So uh, I toured with uh, the main guy, uh, whose name's now John Brownwell, but in, in his early days, in back in the 80s and 90s, he was called uh, Johnny Dangerously. Mm. And uh, the uh, young poet at the time, Lem Sisse, uh, um, uh, from Wigan, mm. of course, uh, now a um, an international poet, uh, the three of us did uh, quite extensive tours. And um, I, I just think his voice and his lyrics... Uh, are gorgeous and i thought seeing as we were uh, uh celebrating the north today that uh, northern skies was uh, a good way to start it's got amazing lyrics and it's the perfect way to spend your breakfast time this is northern skies and this is i am clute like us on facebook facebook.com slash rossendale radio and follow us on twitter at rossendale radio proud to be your local radio station 104.7 rossendale radio lancashire Welcome back to the Waffle segment this morning on Valley Breakfast, Paul Jenkins, and I'm speaking uh, to the brilliant Henry Normal. Uh, now, we've spoken poetry very much about your In Conversation series in association with Manchester Libraries and Flapjack Press and the New Poetry Society as well, quite a group to come together there. But as well, your career doesn't just include your poetry work, it includes writing for TV, for film, producing. Uh, I mean, where, where do we even begin uh, in, re- in relation to some of those things? Do you want to tell us about uh, some of the some of the credits on your CV. <laughs> well, it all started in Manchester. So uh, you know, I moved up to Manchester in the eighties, and it was such a brilliant time because, mm. uh, as well as um, Johnny Dangerously there from I Am Clute and, and Lem Sisse that I toured with, um, there was a very young nineteen-year-old uh, Steve Coogan knocking around. There was uh, a, a young Steve, Steve. What have we heard of him before? He's he's, he's done a few bits, hasn't he? <laughs> but yeah, the thing the thing is now we know, but at the time. None of us knew mm. whether we got a career, <laughs> and none of us knew whether or not we, the, where the next meal was coming from. Of course. So uh, it was exciting because we were on the start of, uh, uh, you know, trying to build something. Mm. And there was a great sense of community. That's what I loved about it. So um, I'd been touring with uh, Pulp uh, um, because th- there weren't really any poetry venues. 
so you had to try and get gigs where you could so mm. I'd, I'd been doing sort of uh, um, musical uh, venues and um, uh, Tameside Theatre in just uh, to the side of uh, Manchester in Ashton mm. uh, um, held a, an event where they had a sort of a mixed cabaret and this was what used to happen in those days I think Burnley Mechanics and uh, Rochdale and Oldham they, they all had uh, all these uh, um, sort of mixed cabarets mm. and uh, so you would appear with songwriters you would appear with comics you would appear with poets you would appear with and I got to meet all the uh, all the, the great Manchester people and mm. uh, there were even a thing called the Manchester Busker where you had 20 events wow <laughs> So, so what happened then was I, I, I was given a television uh, show because I went up to Edinburgh and, and did um, did an hour show. Mm. Um, and, of course, I got my mates on. So I got Steve on. I mm. got uh, Caroline. I got uh, Linda mm. Smith. I got Frank Skinner. I got everybody. And it was called uh, uh, Packet of Three. Mm. Uh, and uh, we had, uh, I think it was uh, six forty-five minutes. Um, uh, Dave Gorman, who's now very big, was a young man at the time, um, and that was a sort of a, a starting point. Hmm. And then, as um, Caroline got her show, the Mrs. Merton show, and uh, Steve got uh, his show with uh, Paul Calf and Pauline Calf, hmm. um, they asked me to come and write for them because I was known as a, a writer as well as a, a performer, uh, and. Um, because they're so brilliant, uh, Steve Coogan and Carolina Hearn, um, you know, I, I thought this is such a, a lovely, such a fun thing to do. Mm. We used to have lots of fun in the writing room. That uh, I went on to write uh, the first series of The Royal Family. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I set up a, a television company with Steve Coogan called, called Baby Cow, where we made 450 television programmes and um a dozen films so it, it, uh, you know including you know including partridge setting up partridge and, and setting that on its merry way and of course alan, alan i mean i'm sitting here in a, in a in a local radio studio talking about alan partridge but you know it's it, you know i think it's as meta as it gets uh but uh but you know we've, we've of course got that and the royal family just took off uh it, it, it's i mean there's some some real sort of writing credits and of course that was i suppose a, a, a very sort of heady time for you in terms of the the amount of attention that was on your work how do you cope when you've got when you've got a hit and you're coming back to, to to produce something new for it how do you carry on that sort of process of of making the character bigger or making them do something new or, or how do that well it, uh, you know that that's uh, the, you, you have to because that's the fun part you, you can't keep doing the same joke hmm. so uh, it's always good I, me- I remember when we were doing um the saturday zoo uh, appearances of paul calf hmm. each week uh, um steve and i would sit and, and we'd say right paul Calf, what's happened to him this week yeah you know, uh, oh, he's got a dog, right? So we do lots of jokes about him. Yeah, what's happened this week? Uh, he, you know, he's um, he's been looking after his sister's baby. So then, then we'd uh, write that. So, so it, it was really about finding new areas mm. uh, um, to, to talk about. And similarly, you know, when you get into it, now I was writing for both Caroline and Steve. So I was writing um, nights, weekends, lunch hours, uh, and so I didn't have time really, to be honest with you, to. <laughs> Uh, to get worried about it I, I was too busy doing it it's it's uh, like a rolling ball isn't it i suppose you must have, I, I suppose it's that purple patch isn't it once you've you know once the fireworks are going in a writer's brain it's it's hard to stop them and uh, uh, it's interesting you were you were saying to me uh, about uh, sort of moving down to brighton and finding that kind of peace of being down in brighton at the moment is it uh, are you finding it a, a different kind of writing experience now that you're uh, sort of not in the kind of the heads of the zeitgeist of of, of this sort of giant rolling ball of 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 alan partridge and mrs merton and all the other uh, well, uh, 
I, I moved from from doing the writing mm. uh, uh, to and, and I used to script edit as well and tidy it up and mm. everything. Uh, and I have that sort of brain. I've I've one foot in a administration brain and one foot in a creative. So mm. I'm able to do a bit of both. And um, so when uh, Steve and I set up a company, um, uh, Steve obviously very creative went off and uh, did his thing, mm. and and I became the head of the company. And it was great amassing again uh, the sense of community which i picked up in in manchester mm. uh, amassing all these people together and you'll notice if you look at all our programs a lot of people appeared yeah and grew through the programs so the first program we made was with julia davis mm. uh, and rob brighton called uh, human remains and actually on the first episode of that uh, is ruth jones yes uh, uh, there's a guest appearance and then uh, we make another program say saxondale where steve's a star and ruth jones plays his wife mm. and then of course gavin and stacy ruth jones gets you know she gets to write it and where of course rob brydon comes back into the fold uh, and and you, the circle's complete and, isn't it and, and so it, you know it's, it's again this sense of community and uh, and so really in a way i, I was um uh, part of the team and i was sort of like the responsible dad <laughs> uh, uh, I'm slightly older than everybody else, and uh, and I loved it. I, I loved it to bits. But it's not the same as poetry, where um, poetry is a very much a one-to-one. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's something uh, you know totally created by yourself, and you communicate it directly to somebody else because on say like a film like Philomena mm. um you know there's this 200 people working on it yeah. so it gets pulled this way and that whereas with a poem uh, it's one person yeah and you're talking directly to one person so so the creativity is raw it's it is a it amazes me how that like you say you can you can go from that you know that very personal experience of creating a piece of poetry but then also you know remembering when you're writing for the mass market um when you're writing for television or film you know you're you're, you're talking to potentially the whole world at the same time it's a, a you must have a very a very your, your brain must work in on on all sorts of different levels <laughs> Yeah, well, I think you talk to the world in each case. Very often you're talking to yourself first mm. uh, and the, the rest of the world's eavesdropping. But uh, um, uh, if you think about poets, I mean, you know, we're still looking at Shakespeare now 600 years later. So, uh, you know, and, uh, I think probably Shakespeare's more famous than anything that I've ever done, you know, uh, and, and anybody that I've been concerned with has ever done. So po- poetry is, is talking to the world. I, th- I think the, the difference, uh, I mean, th- there's, there's a similarity with comedy and poetry in that you're after truth mm. and you're after a greater truth. Um, there's a, I, I remember an old poetry book I read which said um, you can describe a, um, uh, a shark as a fish and it's got a fin and it, it goes very fast and you know it's maybe black uh, mm. that that's that's the description of a shark but if you say it's a uh, a torpedo with teeth <laughs> you get more to the to the truth of the matter and i mm. think the the choice of words and the way we we uh, approach things in poetry is trying to find this great truth and strangely enough poetry the reason why we laugh very often at things is because we see the truth in it it's uh, it is that that kind of lyricism of poetry and the, the kind of use of metaphor is is a, is a wonderful thing uh, and and but i think again that brings us quite nicely to your next music choice which is just going to play after the ad break um you've you've gone for a bob marley track i mean yeah. is, is there anyone that's that's better at uh, producing atmosphere through lyrics than bob marley <laughs> 
You know, uh, this is a very simple track, mm. uh, and, but that's what I love about it. I sing this with my son. My, I've got an autistic son who's uh, 23 now. Mm. Um, and uh, when we're folding the washing, as we do, uh, you know, uh, during the COVID, uh, um, we sing this song. Uh, and it always cheers me up always gives me joy it is don't worry about a thing can't get an easier message than that uh right we'll be back with three little birds just after the break 104.7 rossendale radio there we go that was bob marley three little birds and it's the final part of my interview this morning with henry normal who's joined us all the way from brighton via zoom and uh and talking about first of all he's in conversation with series uh talking to manchester poets we've covered some of your tv and film work but of course you're uh you are a working poet yourself henry uh and uh and it's it's lovely to uh to know that uh that you're still producing things you're about to go back out on the road again now that we're allowed to uh and uh and you've got a piece of uh of poetry for us uh, just to, just to kind of like ease us into things haven't you yeah well i have yes uh, so i i shall be at darwin on the 10th of uh, october at the at the library mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and i shall be reading lots of poems but um, most people will know i like to wear a cardigan ah. uh, and uh, you know which i wear for world peace uh, um, because you, you can never you can never get angry with a cardigan. Have you noticed that? Well, I, I, see the, the, with, I didn't know this about the cardigan. See, I'm a cardigan wearer myself. Not obviously today. It's far too hot for that sort of behaviour. But uh, yeah, I, I agree mean, with you entirely. Cardigan, which is basically opening the buttons. Yeah, we say, we, exactly. We, we save the world using knitwear. That's the way it's going to work. I, I think that's a good plan. And but there are things I wouldn't wear. Mm. Uh, and this is a, this is a, a, a poem called uh, "Things I Wouldn't Be Seen Dead In." Mm-hmm. I never wear a onesie. I never wear Crocs, tank top, flip flops, sandals with socks. If you see me wearing dungarees, kill me, please. A puffer jacket is in that bracket. But a covering for my face is ace. It makes the chances greater that later someone won't be wearing a ventilator. Ooh. <laughs> see, there's a, 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 that, that turn and twist at the end. Is that something you enjoy? Do you enjoy that kind of like, we're setting ourselves up, we've got a comedy poem, oh, well, hold on a minute, we don't want to be... Is, is, that, is that something you try to do? I like, I like a bit of both. You, you mentioned, uh, um, uh, when we were uh, uh, off, off air, you mentioned uh, Spike Milligan. Mm. And, uh, I, it was Spike Milligan that inspired me to, to write because he was very, very funny, but uh, his poetry, some of his poetry, uh, I got a book called Small Dreams of a Scorpion. Mm. It made me cry. Yeah. And I love the fact that you can be funny and serious. Uh, and if you think of some of the best uh, comedies that you've seen, mm. um, you know, uh, I'd like to think uh, with the Royal Family, with Gavin and Stacey and some of the things I've been involved with, one minute you can be touched uh, and emotional in the next minute you laughing and i think um i think that's how we are as human beings yeah it is it's, it's getting that that sense of melancholy in into the writing but at the same time through the you know it's the human experience we're not we're not happy 100 percent of the time we're not sad 100 percent of the time we 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 go through that whole range of emotions and you know poetry is a, a great way of delivering that isn't it it, it is it's a bit like flavoring it's a bit like uh, um sugar or um uh, or salt mm. uh, you, you want to eat sugar or salt entirely on its own but it flavors things so that if you're talking about something uh, a bit of humor uh, and a bit of poetry uh, helps it along fantastic well uh, we'll we'll certainly be uh, we're keeping an eye on uh, on the darwin library theater uh, 10th of october did you say 
10th of October. I'm playing a few places around you. Uh, 2nd of November, I'm at Wigan. How far is that from you? Oh, that's not too far at all. Yeah, we can get to Wigan. Uh, now, not... Wigan, of course, is where Lem Sisse is from. And, and when he played there, he actually uh, texted me and he said, I've made it, Henry. I've got a full house at Wigan. Wigan is that Wigan Pier we're talking, or are we? Uh... Uh, no, I think he, uh, I think it might have been the Wigan Theatre. Right. And, uh, and I love the fact that this is a man that's been to Ethiopia and uh, performed on every continent of the world. But to actually get a full house at Wigan, you know, spurred him to to write to me and say he's made it. I, lo- I love that. Did so, we? T- uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can I can uh, text him back from Wigan. Yeah, you you got to get a bigger crowd than he does. Get 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 him on his home turf. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been an absolute joy to speak to you this morning, Henry. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, we'll uh, we'll obviously uh, big up the uh, events as much as we possibly can. Uh, now, your final uh, music choice, Talking Heads. Uh, I've, I think we've got thirty seconds for you to tell us why Talking Heads are amazing. Well, I I love Talking Heads. Uh, um, the it stands up it's um this particular track um always makes me feel good and it reminds me of my wife uh, um and uh, there's no better reason for uh, playing a track than that there you go if you're going to dedicate it to anybody dedicate it to the person who makes things tick uh right thank you very much henry normal uh we'll we'll speak to you again very soon here's talking heads 104.7 rossendale radio and so we come to the end of another Waffle the Bite Size podcast. My thanks this week go to Henry Normal. Thank you so much for coming on the show. An absolute uh, pleasure to talk to you about, uh, first of all, your In Conversation series, where you're talking to all those amazing uh, poets from Flapjack Press, and then, of course, delving into your brilliant TV and film career, as both as a writer and a producer. Uh, we could have uh, we could have gone on for another three or four hours, and hopefully we'll be able to catch up with you on tour in October. Uh, for those of you uh, that are interested... Uh, Henry will be uh, appearing both in Sale uh, and in Bury at the Met, uh, and also he'll be at Darwin Library Theatre as well as you mentioned in the interview. Lots of um, uh, and a full national tour as well, not just up here in the Northwest. Uh, my thanks as ever go to everybody at Rossendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast each week, and of course to Melanie Kemp for all of her work producing and editing Waffle the Bite Size podcast. We'll be back with you soon. Stay safe, everybody. <laughs>